Since arriving in Korea 15 years ago, I've seen the young missionaries out and about in town. Oot in a boot? Out and about? Always dressed like young gentlemen, sharpening their Korean skills while interacting with locals, and always smiling. I've always wondered how these guys ended up in Ulsan of all cities, and after Nate bumped into them at a local meeting hosted by the one and only Benji Slates, we finally got our chance. A quality conversation here that highlights religion, living abroad, and Korea. My sincere apologies for the audio quality on this one. Some turkey pushed a button on my audio interface, and I didn't realize until after recording the episode. Um, I've since, as you can tell, uh, remedied this problem. Um, I hope it doesn't discourage you from listening. I will do better next time. This episode is brought to you by Blanket Fort Experience. This is a channel that brings storybooks to life. Watch and enjoy the music and sound effects with your favorite books, or you can read along with your own book. New episodes are released a few times a week. Subscribe now so you don't miss out. This channel can benefit parents, teachers, and any storybook enthusiast. Subscribe now, the Blanket Fort Experience. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. Bring him young, yeah. Hold on, he—he's like, it's not—it's not bring him young, right? Oh, bring him, bring them young. He's—he's recording on his. I'm just doing voice the doing it at a red light. Uh, bring him young university. Just before he came, I was like, dude, you're bring them young university. No, sometimes it sounds like that. That's how the voice correction went. So I'm like, no, it's bring him young, BYU. And he's like, but it's. Bring them. Oh, there is another one. It's not bring them. Oh, yeah, bring no, them. I'm all good. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> I just, how do you guys prefer to be, is Mormon okay? I know in the past it might so, have been more derogatory. Now it seems like it's more accepted, but what would... So you can, so Mormon is like a nickname that was given to our church as a way to like make fun of our church right. originally. So our, our church, like real name, it's like ever since the beginning was the Church of Jesus the Christ Christ's of Latter-day, Latter-day Saints. Yeah. LDS. Yeah, LDS. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's a more relatively recent directive, you could call it. I think it was about five or six years ago where the prophet came out and said, like, maybe hold on, maybe we can just start with that. Yeah, oh, yeah. just it's recording. Yeah. All right, welcome to another episode of This Korean Life, number eighty-three, with Elder Skarda and Elder Abel, like Cain and Abel. I like it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like Cain and Abel. <laughs> so, what uh, should we should we refer to your religion as Mormon? Is that the is that the proper term? Is that the proper way to to address the religion? Yes. Yeah, so, I, I think about five or six years ago, yeah. the prophet came out yeah. uh, during one of his bi or bi yearly general conferences, and he was like, uh, "It'd be good if we started moving away from Mormon and refer to ourselves by the full name." The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah, because There's a lot of power in names. Christ's name. He is the center of our church. We want to make sure people know we're not, we're not out here worshiping this uh, this guy named Mormon. We're we worship a heavenly Father who is God, and we follow His Son, yeah. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. So we just as like a focus for that. If you call us the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that that would be awesome. Um, if you slip up and say Mormon. We're, we're not going to beat you up over it. We're not going to be taking pitchforks and stuff. But, but so I think, so my question is, one, when I was reading up a little bit as mm-hmm. fast as I could this morning, was that it used to be more derogatory and, and negative connotation than it is now, but 
as you mentioned, you you want to kind of move away from that. What do you call like the congregation? Like if we call Jewish people Jews, if we call Catholics Catholics, if we then I, I think that the if I say like how do I say the Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints people uh, members or members? Yeah, it is kind okay. of hard. It's a little bit and, and it's a and it's a bit of mouthful. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's the convenience of Mormon, Mormon or Mormons, kind of oh. Do you know the guys who walk around in the shirts and ties? Oh, the Mormons. Yeah. Like, yeah, That's exactly. How, is that a, the bad part you want to get away from? Oh, you know the Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints guys? That's is, good. Is that kind of what you're looking for? Yes, that's okay. good. Yeah, we just like, remember, we just like to bring Christ's name back in, like into it, make sure people know, like, we're not out here worshiping, like, some <laughs> you know, you're not random Mormon thing. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. Okay. I gotcha, I gotcha. But yeah, it definitely is a lot less derogatory than it used to be. Yeah. And before moving on, we probably should specify that we're not officials on this. <laughs> we're just kind of representatives, cool. if that makes sense. I would assume that at 19 and 20. And... <laughs> 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 we sent the big guns. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember, I, I've, I think almost as long as I've lived here, probably 15, 20 years, I've seen the Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints guys walking around yeah missionaries and uh and i've seen or I, I've, I've talked once or twice just in passing like i mentioned it where we met there yeah and uh I, i've always i've always wanted to sit down and learn more have coffee but i just one i no way to contact you guys nobody yeah. know I, I guess i could put in the in the web sphere Looking who knows where to find <laughs> the missionary guys um but yeah i think in general the foreign population here wouldn't and that's why I said, why don't you come on and we can, if people are interested in what you're doing, they can follow, they can find you guys, get in touch. The missionaries piqued my interest. I think it must have been 2008. I was on the bus. Two handsome young fellas like yourself walk on and say hello to me. Hey, how are you? Good, good, good. Turn around, dude. Fluent Korean. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> at that time, all the people I was surrounded with, all the guys who had been here 10 years, 15 years, None of them spoke Korean. And here's these two 18, 19-year-olds, like, just... I was like, oh, my God, where what, did these guys come from? What course did you take? Yeah. I want to take that one. And that's, yeah, that's one of, the, one of the questions I got for you. Where, how did you develop the, your Korean language ability? How much time did you spend working on your language in the States? And how much is it developed up until... So, me and other Skarda, hmm. we spent nine weeks... On speak, we spent nine weeks there. I think you're 15 years. You're better than <laughs> no, yeah. it, it's fluent's a big word. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. but we come. Uh, we do nine weeks where we learn a little bit more about like the gospel. You know, spend some more time learning about uh, our religion hmm. because I mean we're 18, 19 year olds. We're not perfect in all yet. So <laughs> yeah. a little extra knowledge does help. Yeah. And so we go and we study the language that we are assigned to speak for nine weeks. If we're Korean. And like other like hard, very difficult like languages, mm. or if you're like Spanish, that's six weeks. Wow, we're okay. like one of those. Nine weeks is the hardest ones. Nine weeks are usually the harder languages, Ooh, okay. and then the easier ones are the sixer, the six weeks. Yeah. Oh, so you Chinese, you just leave the church. Like, I'm not doing this. the last straw. So, so this is is this nine weeks at the missionary training center, or yes, yes. So, if it wasn't for COVID, we would have gone there. Uh, yeah, uh, really, it's nine weeks in my mom's basement. Yeah, it was nine oh. weeks. We're just sitting on classes, just all online for Zoom, all online, just because of COVID. Oh, so 
after that nine weeks, they were just like they sent us our flight plans and we came straight here. Holy shit! Quarantine for two weeks. I got so many. I got so many questions. So my first companion was Korean. I had no idea what was going on. Your first what? My first companion, the first other elder I was living with. Yeah. He was Korean, and I had no idea. I was like, he spoke zero English. Oh really? Baptism of fire, man! They threw you in there. Wow. Yeah. That's how you learn. Yeah. Sink or swim. Yeah. You learn fast. What, what was your knowledge base before coming? I mean, you could read and write. You nope. knew greetings. I guess. Um, oh, yes. By the time we got to Korea, we knew how to read. I never really knew how to write, but <laughs> uh, yes, we could greet. But I think the biggest thing they're trying to get you over is just trying to mentally prepare yourself like how different Korean is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even just getting over subject, object, verb to subject, verb, object. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, other yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I store go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> so on a on a scale of one to ten, where would you rank your Korean when you came over? When I came well, over? Well, when I came over here, there's always, the, there's always the missionary jokes that when you come to your, like, assigned area to serve, the first thing you hear when you hear the different language is what language are they speaking? Yeah. That is not what I learned in the MTC. Yeah. I mean, just, that is just one joke we have all around. Because in the MTC, we learn the basics, but then we have to learn on our feet when we're it's actually as missionaries. So yeah. you, you would you would say a two? Two. And where would you say you are now? Now, maybe a 12. five or six. And how long have you been here? I've been here for one year, almost spot on, like a year and two weeks. Okay. How much time do you yeah, spend? Here five speaking english versus speaking korean like are you on a day-to-day missionary mission <laughs> are you are you speaking mostly korean are you guys speaking to each other most of the time mm, at our house just since we're both americans yeah. and we're both speaking our english is our native You're language native tongue, we yeah. speak english quite a bit at yeah. our house but we go out and we talk to uh members of our church as well as just normal koreans on the street General public that's we a lot, talk of a lot korean. Of korean for them is it yeah. ours 10 hours a day, two hours a day? No. It varies every day depending on how much we're out. Yeah, if I were to, so we, bare minimum, we study Korean for, we just sit down and read from a book or whatever, however you want to study for one hour a day. You do that every day? That's a, that's a good yeah. practice. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you guys in 2007? <laughs> huh? You should have told me that. And what, what about in terms of engaging oh, with the general or, or in, with Koreans? Um, engaging with Koreans. On average. On average, like how long do conversations go? Or just no, just I mean, talk a in a day, day. A whole day. I mean, if you said eight hours, I'd be like, your head must be ready to explode when you're... <laughs> like, how do you come here after nine weeks of training and then do that? But I mean, in general, how, how much would you say you spend speaking Korean? Mm-hmm. I would say it's probably two or three hours a day. Yeah. Okay. Especially during, like, since COVID and everyone's, like, staying inside more. Mm. It's a lot less than what it used to be. Okay. But say, like, Sundays, we go out for our our church services where we go and just uh, participate. Sundays, Jack. All day. Yeah, just Sundays, Jack, that number way up. Yeah. (laughs) Because we're just just (laughs) with Koreans all day. So it's, like, 23 minus a morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty fun. Okay, so you said nine weeks at MTC. What if you're doing... You can do missionary work in the States, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're doing it in the States, you need... Three weeks. No. Three weeks. Okay, it's three weeks. Because I thought that was... Yeah. What's the ratio of language and culture to uh, learning how to how to do so what you're supposed to do? Three weeks missionary for missionary training, three weeks for a simple or a, uh, something that's related to English, mm-hmm. an extra three weeks for a wild. Yeah. Totally different language. That's exactly how <laughs> it is. 
based on those ones, do you guys get told where to go? Do you have a choice where to go? How do you... So we are told where to go. So after in high school, I graduated. I turned in my papers, or like just like my application to be a missionary with my ecclesiastical endorsement, just like my... You're, one so more time, you're one. His ecclesiastical endorsement. That just means his bishop says he can go. <laughs> so yeah, the one church leader, he's like, you can... You, You'd be a good missionary. Cool. So I turn it that in. That makes Elder Abel sound pretty smart there. The, yeah, ecclesiastic. The ecclesiastic. <laughs> I, I don't even know that word. <laughs> Papers. Um, we can say, would you, would you prefer to stay in your home country and stuff? Yeah. So how I, w- willing you, how well would you think you'd learn a language? And then we just turn that in. And then our church leaders, they, the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, they're the ones that are higher up. Mm-hmm. They decide where we go through revelation. So yeah. they're just like, well, I, God's God wants him to go serve in South Korea, the Busan mission. Yeah, God wants him to go serve in the stone, like the in the England mission. Someone yeah. wants to go serving yeah. in the Scottsdale, Arizona mission. So then they get that back to us, and then from there we are allowed to like say, no, I'd rather go somewhere else. Yeah. But if you do, not many it's... people do that, yeah. right? But so you do get to say in the beginning if you prefer to stay in country or yes, yeah. So is that considered? Um, or slightly. God says, "Hey, he's at Arizona or the states, and he's I, going to Mexico." I don't know enough to say um, that. It, there, there's definitely God, God would want you to be happy while you serve. Sure, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But as far as it goes, um, it's it's up to God to where we go. Um, you said through through Revelation, so <clears throat> in Korea. Uh, when they're naming children, mm-hmm. often they use the like the date and the time of birth, mm. right? To, and then they go to the Chorakwan. or not say what is that? They go to the Chorakwan. Paul Mater. The future tell. I don't know that. Yeah, they go. It, it's based. A lot of people do. If, I think that's maybe a Buddhist, uh, a Buddhist practice. Yeah. Right? It, it might be more Buddhist. So. What information, other than your preference that you write on the paper, what other information is is considered when sending you? So, is that, I mean, are they including your birthday or yeah. family background? They might include that. You include it, but it's when like it doesn't really make a big consideration. Granted, since we do have to pay to serve as missionaries, um, they do, the rates they, the rates flat. Well, it is flat, but to help consider for people, say missionaries and. Uh, members in Africa that want to serve, they generally will stay in similar areas. I was going to say, sending them to the UK would would be a pinch. Yeah, or just like if your family does struggle with money, they do they do consider that. Oh, okay. Cool. But for them, for the for well, for all of it, it's all by God's revelation that they feel. So yeah, I think that's where we put a lot of the trust. But we, I will say, on the paper, we do write. I recall a little bit about our background, like what studies we've done in the past. Like I wrote down, I, I took two years of Chinese in high school. And like, <laughs> if I got sent to Korea, there's no way that wasn't taken into consideration. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Cool, cool, cool. It's pretty funny. Uh, him and a lot of others. And we were all sitting there in the MTC. Like, what did you think? Did you think we'd get called to Korea? And we're like, you um, mean MTC on Zoom? Uh, yeah. Or, okay. We're just sitting there in Zoom, and we're all like, "Wow, <laughs> yeah." Do you think you get called here? And they're like, "No, I had no idea. I studied Spanish in uh, in high school." Like, he's like, "I studied Chinese." I was like, "I studied Japanese," and they're all like, we're all just like, "We had no idea." Some of them were like, "I didn't even know Korea existed." But <laughs> I didn't either until 2002 World Cup. Man. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, where whereabouts are you guys from? 
Utah is the fo- the center mm-hmm. of of this. Yeah, it's the where most are common. you guys from? Utah or where are you guys from? So yeah, I'm from American Fork, Utah. Yeah, and I'm also from Utah, South Jordan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we we have missionaries from all around. Like one of my last companions, he was from uh, like North Carolina. I've had other friends, right, right, yeah. companions yeah. from like yeah. Korea. But yeah, a lot of us do come from Utah. So yeah. when you say fifty uh, percent, maybe fifty yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. I read there's sixteen million. Uh, Total. Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints followers or members, yeah, members around the world. So that's yeah. Um, so you said, do you say they uh, they told me to go, or uh, you said something like that, or they it was your time to become? How uh, do you have to do the missionary service? Is this uh, just maybe we can talk about? It. Is it a rite of passage? You asking only only for males? Do females do it as well? Uh, do you have to? What if you don't do it? Is there, like like the Korean army, if you have this or this, you can't go to the army or you're mm-hmm. deemed not suitable for the army. Can you speak to that part of how mandatory it is or how, um, yeah. what you're supposed to do? Or? I, I got what he's asking. Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah. So I guess for basics, so for men, it is, it is considered a duty or a responsibility. And for women, it's a really good opportunity, but an optional one. Mm-hmm. So women can go. Do yeah. women go? Yes. Yeah, there's many. Right now, we have about Espe- a third of our mission is females. It's, in Korea. Yeah, espe- it's mostly, it's it's more weighted towards women in Korea, just really? because it's really hard for the dudes to go on a mission because <laughs> <laughs> of the military. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I get you. Yeah, so for the Koreans, it is weighted more girls come out than guys. Oh, because, because yeah, so... Like we said, it's considered a duty and responsibility, but like also we're working with people like, yeah, everyone has their choices. And I don't, I don't think any, like uh, it's, people aren't perfect and there will, despite us not wanting it, there will ultimately be some sort of social awkwardness if you don't go on a mission. Well, it's like Koreans not doing military. Yeah. But we don't, that's not what we want. Yeah. Um, so for uh, for missionary service, there's two ways you can serve. There's us full time missionaries that are proselyting. Yeah, we so go us. around the world, or there's ones like my friends back home, um, Elder Nelson. He's serving back home as Facebook? a service missionary. Oh. So he he. Uh, oh, what service? A service, service missionary. missionary. So he does lots of service projects back home and just helps like build the community. You know. Cool. Yeah. So sometimes so, it's on Facebook yeah, of like yeah. making sure. It's lots like, of odd jobs. Yeah, odd jobs, but also a lot of good work over there. So is that, do do people consult you guys when you're applying or, or getting ready? Should I do the full-time one and go abroad or, or maybe in the States or should I do the service mission or is that just your own choice? Or That's that's part of the call. Like you you apply, you don't know if you'll be full-time or if you'll be service. Oh, so they tell you what you're, if you're doing. Yeah. Generally, uh, generally if you're it an usually able-bodied is, man, then you will be able to. Sorry. If you're able-bodied, they would prefer you to serve a full-time mission, so you'll receive a full-time mission call. But if there's other reasons, like say if you have a handicap, then they would uh, they still would love to give you the opportunity to serve those around you. Right. So they give service mm-hmm. missionaries. Okay. Um, but you can be uh, fully able and choose to serve a service service mission yeah. as well. Cool. So you guys come to here. You said the Korean missionaries. Are heavily weighted towards the women. Where are where are they going to? Um, 
Are they are they going to like they're not going to the states, are they? Or some of them do. Sometimes they do. They do. They can go anywhere, but uh, like the average American is probably more likely to serve outside of his home country than the average Korean. Just due to uh, okay. it is very nice to have native speakers. <laughs> I was just wondering if, yeah. if they're trained to like go to to Africa or Southeast Asia or somewhere mm-hmm. like that. I mean, probably not to Europe. Um, One where... of my friends, uh, actually, well, like his daughter, just she's Korean. She just got called to London. She's going to go serve in London for 18 months. And then one of my uh, friends from when I first came to Korea, he got called to America in Washington, D.C. So they're like you. They don't necessarily speak English. Yeah. I mean, these ones might have, but not necessarily. They impress you sometimes. They impress you a lot more often than not. But there are a few where it's like you don't know English. (laughs) But they could be you in the U.K. Like you did nine weeks of Korean. They do nine weeks of English and go to the U.K. Yeah, if they're going to the U.K., they definitely learn English. Yeah, they do nine weeks. Probably study. Yeah, study English an hour a day. Exact same stuff. That, that sounds we do. better than Hagwon. <laughs> Nine weeks. Seriously. And jump in the fire and your English will get better now. Absolutely. In yeah. no time. So is there, uh, you're here to spread the word? Yes. Also, is there a, uh, a secondary part of the mission where it's kind of like a coming of age or a chance to a chance to mature? I mean, when, I think when we both came here, it was a, it was a very big wake up call. Yeah. You know, you got a mommy and daddy aren't taking care of you anymore. You got to take care of yourself. Is that part of it as well? That undoubtedly happens. And that is part of the reason why they really want you to go on a mission. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, you do get that knowledge of it. Um, But yeah, it's not necessarily like a rite of passage, but it's just enjoyable. Oh, yeah. When I, after I spent my time in West Africa, I, I thought if I ever won the lottery or had a lot of money, I would, I would make a program in Canada where. In high school, you had to volunteer for a semester in a third world country mm-hmm. just because it would put life in perspective. Yeah. And we take so much for granted back home and it, it would just put some stuff into focus for you and, and you appreciate life and, and your family, everything just so much more. Um, obviously, I didn't win the lottery yet, but <laughs> I, I still think, I mean, it would cost a, a fortune, but you know, sometimes Habitat for Humanity, some, some classes go over, but I think... Everybody, not not Europe, not uh, you know resorts in Mexico, but an, an honest third world experience, um, where where they would get a, you know, humbled and and open their eyes to what part of the rest of the world's like. When when you're coming here, <clears throat> as you said, your your language ability wasn't uh, wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. You guys are here to spread the word. What's what are the difficulties you encounter? It, like, is, is it easy to? How do you, what's your approach to people? That's the thing is that, especially here in Korea, it's really hard to talk to a person on the screen. (laughs) That's like, we kind of only do that if, as a last resort, (laughs) we fill up our, like, if we have nothing else to do in that day, that's when we go outside. Okay, okay. So you guys have a pretty structured schedule? Um, we choose it every day. Basic, yeah. yeah, like, but yeah, when it comes to talking to people every morning, we... Like, well, when it comes to talking to people, we go out and we try to share our beliefs with them. Um, it is a little hard in Korean because they have a deeply Buddhist background. Mm-hmm. And so they don't know, per se, the, like Christian words. Yeah. And so the Christian words are a little more difficult for them because they're taken out of like the Chinese characters. So it can be difficult sometimes, but you can usually explain them pretty simply to them. Just generally, understand. I think some people are really, oh, you guys are speaking Korean yeah. I would say people are generally, I think, apprehensive to speak English. 
or use use English out in in public if they're not uh, if they're yeah. fluent speakers. And a lot of yeah, a lot of them they can read it and write it a lot better than they can speak right. it. Absolutely. Yeah. So who are these people if they're not strangers on the street? Who are these people that you meet and talk um, with? Well, a lot of them for me have been strangers on the street, um, and then also just like friends of like the members of the ward, just the friends of those around us. There's also we. So is that is that cold calls or on a reference referral system or how do you? Hi, I'm Elder Andrew and or sorry, it's all good. Elder yeah. Abel and so and so told me you might be interested in hearing what we have to say or or how do you? Mm. What's the approach to? So the members, I mean, they, at least here in Korea, they just kind of talk to us at church. They're like, hey, I've got a friend. Because, yeah, we're really look, active. They're trying to look with for ways to be happy. Do you want to teach them the, our beliefs so they can find happiness? So they introduce you. So mm-hmm. there, there can be introductions like that. Sometimes we meet them off Facebook. Um, sometimes there's, we help, we help try to serve the community. So sometimes we do that by teaching an English class. And so we run into people through that as oh, well. So what about the cultural aspect of it? I mean, language is one thing, but Korea's got a pretty, pretty strong cultural hierarchy uh, and just the culture in general. Um, how old are you? What's your name? Who are you to tell me about this stuff? Or, I'm an like, elder. That's what yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the real elder. Uh, what, is, what is the cultural part of it? And I mean, when people see you guys at home, I, I assume lots can anticipate what's coming or might be aware of what's coming. But here, I, I mean, the, the culture part of it, how do you how do you connect? Or like you say, is it just always someone who knows someone that's closer? Um, one, I think the culture barrier would be huge to try and One of the ways uh, like I've connected with people is I've moved around a lot, especially in the like more countryside part of Korea. Uh-huh. So, um, in being in the countryside, you had talked to a lot of the o- older people a uh-huh. lot, and they love telling you stories of yeah. like what has happened. So, I've learned a lot about Isu Chin, like the yeah. Isu Chin, he's yeah. the general that everyone Those loves. Those are good stories. Everyone loves him. So yeah, yeah. when I was in Tongyong, just talking about Isu Chin, there's a whole park dedicated to him, and everyone's like, yeah, I know him. I'm related to him, yeah. or stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I bet they all are after their ancestors changed their name. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, yeah, that's, it, I mean, they've got a, um, a whole movie about his, his famous battle. There yeah. yeah. Sink. What is the, how are you received in, in the, maybe in the countryside or how is your mission work in the countryside VS? Yeah. So the, honestly, it is a lot harder when you're working with old people because they're much less, you kind of have to, sometimes I honestly, I'm not the best at it. But I've been told that sometimes, basically, you have them teach themselves. You're like, how do I? How how do you put it? You just ha- ask you smart ask questions. questions. Yeah, you ask smart questions that make it seem like Socratic, they're teaching you. Socratic approach, right? Yeah, you're, getting, you're asking the deep questions that uh, that make them think and, and whatnot. So, so, what's the ultimate goal when you're? So, is it like? So our purpose here in Korea is to invite others to unto Christ by helping them receive the message of their restoration of his gospel mm-hmm. um through faith in jesus christ repentance baptism receiving the gift of the holy ghost and enduring to the end so ultimately we want to serve them and or teach them give them the chance to learn about jesus what if they say i, I go to the church already yeah um, that that's always a little hard because it's like i already got 
converted to Catholicism. I already got converted to Presbyterianism. I got to change again? What do you mean? (laughs) We just say, bring what you have, let us add to it. Let us share the happiness we found in the gospel and from learning about Christ. Because our whole goal on this earth is to return back to the Heavenly Father and Jesus. So uh, sometimes it's starting places other other faiths. And that's a great place to start. Bring your beliefs and I, see, I think, see the good that comes from all of them. Well, yeah, when you're working with someone who is of a different faith, it's a lot much better to focus on similarities. Like recently, <laughs> I kind of realized it's like, oh my goodness, Buddhists are all about like self-improvement. And like that's a big part of us too. Usually right. I'll focus on that if they say they have a Buddhist background. But most of the time if they're young, they are only they only say they're Buddhist because their grandma's Buddhist. Oh, or they're Catholic because their mom's Catholic. But also Buddhism doesn't require, I mean, the modern Buddhism for these young people doesn't require any daily mm-hmm. rituals or anything where, you know, my wife's Buddhist. We go to the temple, you know, Buddha's birthday, maybe a couple times a year. Uh, mother-in-law thinks there's a special day coming or special omen or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, my Muslim students, for example, they they pray at school. I mean, it's every day. They, they're reminded every day of it. But the Buddhists, I, I think it's kind of like, oh, it's his birthday again. We better go to the temple. <laughs> so it's kind of easy to have that lull in between where, I know I was raised Roman Catholic. Yes? Yep. I mean, yeah. church was every Sunday, and that was still, I mean, but you knew every Sunday was church, and you were always kind of reminded. Mm-hmm. But I think the Buddhist... Christmas, Christmas, I was Catholic late. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, the Christmas, Christmas. Christmas and Easter. <laughs> <laughs> but the Buddhist culture doesn't require, I mean, there there are obviously people who go to the temple every day, but it's not, it's not common. So I think, yeah, there's that room for all, all in between those visits. Mm-hmm. I mean... Mm-hmm. They're not really reflecting on that all the time, usually. So, um, what it? So, so sorry. Back to my other one. How are you guys received in general? Um, if it's someone on the street or or someone, I say my friend's struggling, or maybe he wants. Can you teach him? Try and teach him. Huh? I didn't tell my friend that. What do you mean? <laughs> who Who are you? And you're younger than me. What do you know? Like how are How are you received in general from the, from the different kinds of people? Um. Well, I find it pretty easy to talk to people. Uh, here in Korea, they're all generally really nice. Mm. It's uh, always a blast to talk to them. Um, usually, as, depending on the person, when you mention like religion, they either like shut off and they're like, uh, or I'm, I'm Buddhist. Yeah, I think I think other than really old people who just say Buddhist and they'll put their hands on a cross and just say like, go away. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that, that's a very cultural, that's not yeah. like, super serious. People do that all the time. Yeah, I yeah. think <laughs> it's very Where's rare. the bathroom? It's very. <laughs> it's, I don't have to go. It's very rare for someone to dislike us. Most yeah. people like us, but I think the biggest thing is how we're received. People are just kind of apathetic to religion. Yeah. I think coming up with Korean would break the ice quickly, and at least you get a minute to to try and get a first impression in because mm-hmm. you're speaking Korean. It's different. Hi, how are you? Do you want to hear what? Oh my God! Panic mode. So. Yeah, I mean, and if you have a couple decent sentences, you know, programmed in from the beginning, I mean, that probably definitely would give you a chance in the door, anyways. Yeah, so they, there are lots of people that are like, oh, yeah. these, who are these, who are these white kids coming over here, or who are these uh, people dressed nicely talking to me in Korean about religion? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that definitely does help some of them, and I think it's Holy pretty shit, awesome. Holy shit, he's got a bigger title than me. 
Oh, elder, no. the elder. Whoa! <laughs> oh, I see. This guy's I see. important. I'm going to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, That's, we've done a lot of fundraising here for some uh, for some local stuff, and uh, you know, rejection is always. Ooh, dude! Even even at thirty, uh, make me try harder though. You you walk in and you're like, yeah, you know, we're doing this, we're doing that, and people just go, no, like I I, I couldn't care less what you say. At such a young age, how do you uh, how do you guys handle? rejection or what does uh does it oh. just one to add on i mean i can't help but but see a link between jehovah witnesses um and i don't know what it's like in the states but in canada when we were young i mean it was all the time you're like mom who's coming over no one who is it <laughs> oh just don't answer close the door everyone quiet pretend you're not home <laughs> and there was it was you know it was like uh not an intercom system but everybody knew when you got that Nobody move. Wait 10 minutes. They're still there. Uh, how? Don't, don't breathe. Don't yeah. breathe. They can hear you. Yeah, you're going to say? Uh, how, do, how, how do you handle rejection or how, what, what is it like or have you felt it or you stay close to the church and, and don't have to worry about that or how, how do you deal with it? Um, so one time, well, quite a bit, we knocked doors. and Even here? Uh, even here. I've knocked. Uh, Not in my experience. Door. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. One you got to change cities again. Yeah. <laughs> we, we did it quite a bit in one of my areas, and as we're knocking on doors, a lot of them would just be like, "Nah, Buddhist or no, no English, no interest." Uh, and so you, you're just like, oh, "Okay." It's it is sad to see because we're like we have a message that has helped us. Like we just want to bring happiness to your lives. So it is sad, and there's are times where you do feel down on yourself, but for the most part. You gotta allow everyone their choice to ch- believe. To choose, yeah. Yeah. So I and you'll kind of notice he doesn't take it personally at all. And you can't. I think you, know, you, you can't. can't. You can't. If you yeah. do, you're you're gonna be a mess. <laughs> yeah. After yeah. one day, you're like, no, no one. No I just knocked a hundred doors and only one person yeah. opened it, and they said no. I got, yeah. Someone knocked on my door one time. It was just like back in the partying days. I woke. I got a couple tattoos. And I woke up. Just someone's knocking on my door. It was early in the morning on a Sunday. This is like probably got home two hours before, and just kind of startled. Opened the door, and he's like, "Guy, do you know Jesus?" I'm like, "I've done the same." We were both so shocked as each other. I, I was half naked, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, this is this probably is the worst time you could come." I'm sorry. Going back to bed. It was, uh... Hung to the gills. Is that the gas man? What day is it? What? Open the door. Whoa! Yeah, whoa, who, who are you? What are you doing? People come in and spray. Like, yeah. Uh, For the bugs. Or... Yeah, like of course. Oh, Lord. I've had a couple Jeez, of those. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. It's, it's always so awkward when those guys come in. I just sit in there. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I'm just sitting in my house. Oh, my, wife, my wife said the other day, she said, uh, the gas guy might be coming around. I was like, should I put your underwear away or <laughs> advertise? Like, whoa. I mean, just take them off your head. The, <laughs> so, yeah, those guys can, can be awkward. And, Elder Scott, what were you going to say about the rejection part? He said he did door to door stuff and how about. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, what was I going to say? I can't quite remember. Mm-hmm. It's just like you, the, more you, the more you do it, the better you get at it. Just like not taking it personal and realizing that you right. choose. Yeah, so I was going to say that. A part of our a part of our beliefs, kind of like if someone rejects us, we still kind of believe that they've got a chance after they die. Mm-hmm. We can't, yeah, we kind of believe that 
I, I just after you die, you, you I mean, it's kind of getting into stuff we don't usually talk about, mm. but like, yeah, you if I, you haven't had the gospel preached to you yet, you haven't had a chance to basically listen from a missionary, mm. then some missionaries will in spirit world will talk to you. Yeah. And then you still have a chance. Just after we die, we have an, uh, another opportunity to yeah. receive the gospel and right. choose Jesus Christ. Yeah, cool. that's all. So uh, before, and I'm sh- the, the other ones used to leave the Watchtower. Are you familiar with the Watchtower? The uh, Jehovah Newsletter magazine. I have, I've never so whenever, whenever the Jehovah's come by. My first time I met a Jehovah's Witness was here in Korea. Yeah, I met lots here. Uh, <laughs> but they used to knock and they used to give you the watchtower and like three or four other reading materials. This is your personalized letters to your, to your oh, English school. Dude. Yeah, those wow. two. Dude, you'll get it like, Brian, someone sent you a Christmas letter. I'm like, my family? <laughs> Open it up like, oh, handwritten. English. With your name on it. You're like, oh my God, what's going on it here? It feels <laughs> like stalkers. I remember getting off the bus in, in Tewodong one time and they chased me off the bus. And they were like, <laughs> oh, sir, 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 sir. And I was like, well, who are you? What are you? Were you following me on the bus the whole way? Like, is this your stop? How did you get off this? And, and then she pulls out all the, the reading material. But so I was going to ask uh, for you guys. I mean, if a Jehovah came knocking on your door, is that do you say, yeah, come on in, share yours. And then we're going to share ours. And guy by bow for which one? Like, how, how do you? So, right. If you're here doing that, how how do you receive people who? are interested in sharing their gospel or, or their word with you guys. I was thinking um, it's so I've lived in Jinju. Uh, <laughs> when I was living in Jinju, our whole apartment complex was actually Jehovah's Witnesses. And they knew that we were, they knew we were uh, missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ, a lot of these things. So they're sitting Who, who said that one up? <laughs> and, move in and just immediately cut the, <laughs> the button, the ding dong button. <laughs> so we walk, we walk into our apartment and we just get a knock on the door and they're just like, hey, what's up? We have service on this day. And we're like, sweet. We have service on this day if you want to come too. It's just like, it, we, we, we let them believe what they want. We, we believe what we want. It sort of just sometimes comes to a stalemate. There's some, but, but when you... It, 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 yeah, no. It does so, become some like, times awkward. So no, we've, we've never... I don't think I've ever had a lesson from them or given a lesson to one. Yeah. So that's what I just mean. If, Sunday if it's, morning in the elevators a little if it's yeah. If it's sad or... or it can it can have a little impact if you get you know rejected a few times in a day or whatever. But when someone approaches you, you also have no problem blocking think, that out. Or uh, why not give them the time, yeah. even if it's not what you're into? Why not give them the time just to hear what they have to say in case maybe yeah. you end up I've, changing? I've heard. I've, I've That's what I've, I've thought about that before. And then I've met with some people that believe differently, and they shared what they believe, and we share what we believe, and I. Sure, if, if I started feeling like, dang, that's true, then maybe I'd convert. But f- for the most part, I've I've been like I, I have a testimony. This is the true church. Reinforce, yeah. God, yeah. but that is church. that is what happens to a lot of the. I don't think we call them defectors, but when they leave the Church of Latter Day Saints, they say they fa- they heard another word, right, or somebody mm-hmm. else gave them a different mm-hmm. gospel or, or whatever, and that's. Commonly, what they would say is, oh, I was led by a different pulling or a, a different version of Jesus or whatever. What are the core beliefs of the of the church? Is it hard work? Family. Family, discipline, um, serving others? Yeah, we actually have our core beliefs all put out on uh, websites for easy to see. We also have uh, our first uh, prophet, 
Uh, he wrote them down in 13 small verses. Do you want to read them together and see what you guys think? Or mm-hmm. I read them last night. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the Articles of Faith. I went through them all last night. Yeah. Um, I so read through them last night. We believe in God and uh, God the Eternal is, Father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is the creator of all of us. Okay. He created our spirits. Before this life, we lived with them yeah. as spiritual beings. And he wanted us to become like him. So he presented a plan to come down to earth and learn. So he sent us down to earth to learn. And in this time, we're separated from him. We're not in his presence anymore. So we have to learn by faith. And then... In order to return back to him, he gave us his gospel or his teachings. And uh, through following them, we can eventually return back to Heavenly Father one day. Cool. The, uh, grow, growing up in Utah, do you, you guys have any numbers on like what percentage of Utah is uh, Church of Latter-day Saints uh, worshippers, followers? Um, I I remember when I was like in fifth grade, my teacher gave me a paper and it's like, yeah, about 80%. But I think by now it's down to 50. Yeah. It, yeah it's, it's dropped in recent years. There's been a lot of people moving into Utah as well. I was going to say, is that people coming in or, or people changing or moving on? I think for the most part, it's people just moving out and branching out. Okay. Or, yeah. Lots of people coming. I'll still um, say in my high school, if you saw someone, you can't generally assume that they were a member. Yeah. I think about two thirds of my high school were all members of the church. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, during high school, like, I, it was sometimes someone would say, like, oh, I'm not actually a member. And be like, wow, that's surprising. I was, I was legitimately, exactly I was surprised goes. one time. I'm like, really? You you seem like a totally fine dude. Because <laughs> well, they just live. <laughs> well, okay, that kind of came off bad, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just, he just seems like he's living exactly like us. <laughs> well, this is just the missionary suit. This is, yeah, so this is oh, yeah. as missionaries, we wear white shirts, yeah. uh, slacks, yeah. tie, and yeah. yeah. Honestly, it's a little. When you went to, I was going to say, when you went to school, obviously you didn't have. You do, you oh, no. Basketball shorts and t shirts. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is it like growing up in a, I mean, even if it was 50% um, Latter day Saints members, what, what is it like growing up like that? Like, you know, at what age do you know I'm going to do this or I, I'm going to go and be a missionary mm-hmm. and. I mean, is it is it kind of all laid out for you early? Do you know kind of where you're going? Um, Andrew, sorry. Oh, sorry. Elder. Don't, don't worry, don't Elder Abel said he was gonna wanted to be a NASA scientist. Does Do you think about that before? Like, I have to do this before I do that? Or can I still do this and that? Or do you have questions like that yeah. growing up? Like, what's the curiosity like? How are you brought up? Yeah, sometimes you do think about it before. Like, will I serve a mission? Am I going to go right out, uh, right out of high school? Will I have to wait a couple of years, do some college in between, and then go on a mission? Is, can, is that not fixed? You get to pick just yeah, so like military is before what thirty five. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. eighteen to twenty six. Okay. Twenty six. Okay. So some of my friends, um, they've done did like a year of college. A lot of a lot of us, it really just comes down to each person for what you want to do. Yeah. Um, when we're young, like for me, I've always dreamed of being a missionary. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, because of you're brought up around people who are always going and coming back yeah. and have yeah, stories. There's, and, there's that. And just, I just always thought being a missionary was, yeah. I don't know. I just, part yeah. of it just. I'm a little, I'm a little different. Thing. I was always kind of scared of it. It wasn't like, it wasn't until about 17 years old where I kind of really started to think about it and, you know, kind of determined like, okay, so this probably is what I should do. Right. Cause I kind of did put a lot of, of faith and trust into it i'm like this this will i'm sure or how do i put it like i hope this will be good yeah the right thing to do yeah and it has been absolutely awesome. Awesome. so so when do you when do you think you acknowledge that 
I'm going to do this or I have to do this or I should do this. Is that elementary years or? Been, you know, since you were young. Right? Yeah, for me, yes, it was when I was since young. we were very young. For uh, for him, he said he was in high school. Uh, well, that's I, when I started seriously thinking about it. But uh, no, they. It's always been an expectation of my parents uh, to for me to go on a mission. So brothers, cousins. I mean, if you get together on holidays and stuff, is that? They share stories about their missions. Yeah, they, they and... do share stories about it, too. A lot of them do, like, right before they go on their mission, they're like, I have never thought about serving a mission. I've always been, I'm not going to go do that. <laughs> and then they decided to go do it, and they're like, because they've decided, wow, I actually do believe this. Oh, um, like me with like, marriage. Are you, should, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be single forever, right? And then you decide, one day it just kind of clicks, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Time to pull the trigger. Um, obedience to God, and it's. I think it's more. It's very important in mm. in the church, right? Yes. Uh, more important than self-expression, self-actualization. Uh, one side note: I've always criticized Koreans for being very like sheep. Uh, we call it. It's a bad term. Kind of like kind a of monoform. Sheep, yeah, I mean, when we come here, like for example, everyone wears the same homogeneous. Homo- yeah. But just say style-wise, right? Like everyone wears the same, uh, same black coat. You know, like if the, you don't the trench coats in the winter. Yeah, yeah the, the, long, it, the long paddings in the winter. But it or, looked like Soviet era stuff when we came. I mean, every apartment was exactly the same. Everybody had the same sofa, orange leather, the same LG aircon, the same Samsung TV. Everywhere you went. So did I was talking to a student yesterday. And, Man, she blew my mind because I'd never thought about it. And I said, "Like, man, all the kids dress the same. What are you doing?" And she's like, "Teacher, think about I. I show my individuality with my backpack. I express myself through my." She said, "Everyone's got the same coat, but there's other ways they kind of show um, their individuality. So she'll show like her pencil cases or her way of showing their pencil. Her her pen. Yeah, that's another one too. <laughs> um, but in what ways can you express yourself as an individual?" Or can yeah. And as a missionary or in the church? Both. Both. Okay. <laughs> so um, as a missionary, the way you look, the most you get is about about your tie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for elders it's about a tie. For your sisters, oh, they yeah. all they can choose like their uh their change of clothes. But for elders, we just got our ties. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Ties the Yeah, no ties I, the way to go. And then hairstyle. Um I guess the hairstyle, but it does have to be neat. Yeah. yeah, so the missionaries, if you're looking for a full good. self, or at least in how you look, you're going to be disappointed. Okay. <laughs> but we, how we represent ourselves differently is like uh, how we act. So like some of, like how you find people like to talk to and uh, share the gospel. Some people, they love sports, so they do a lot of sports finding. Yeah, so that means... They play basketball. They, they find the nearby... What is it? Just the nearby uh, Nogu Jong, just yeah, the park. Oh, yeah, yeah. They find out when the kids go there, and then they show up with. They play basketball with the kids. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot of fun in that. Some people. Good way to connect. He he's really good at programming. Like he oh, made no his way. own video game before the mission. Really good as relative. All right, but he, okay, he he can program real well in my yeah, thoughts. Yeah. And, yeah. And how I think I think he programs amazingly, and so he's actually taught at like a programming class and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. So using your strengths to reach out. Mm-hmm. Probably the best way. Yeah. That's the best way. It's a good way to connect with someone. The, is that, do you think, uh, talking maybe to some of your older cousins, brothers, is that a thing like here going to the army, you got to shave your head and they're like, oh, I got this beautiful hair. I got to shave my head. Is that like you got to give up your basketball shorts and all your cool stuff that makes you cool? Is that a stressor or is that something that people, you know, embrace? 
<laughs> no, that that is a stressor. Yeah. 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 I can't be me anymore. I had a mullet before the mission. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I had to cut it. I was a little sad, but... That's my 311. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, you, you embrace the role while you're doing it, and then when you yeah. go back, mm-hmm. you're, you're free to free, mm-hmm. to, uh, free to do yeah. it. Yeah, and, you know, once you come back, and I think this one actually is changing a little bit. They're kind of like, but, yeah, so, like, as in how you express yourself as a member, just kind of normally, mm-hmm. uh, I think I... I don't really see many restrictions, especially at least growing up in the church. <laughs> like, even now, like, they're like, if... Uh, so, what I, what's on my mind is very recently they changed some standards for youth where before tattoos were just a hard no. Right. And now they're like, if you seriously consider it and pray to God about it, then you can, you know, get an answer from him. Mm-hmm. And part of that is, I think, because they're confident if that if it's a real answer, it'll probably still be no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. we, 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 just, we just believe it's like our, our bodies are sacred. God gave it to us. Yeah. So keep them clean. Protect them. What if you're beautifying it with a tattoo? Yeah. Some people make that argument. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Should I get a tattoo? Just your dad in the other room? No. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Have you ever, ever seen the, the, the idea of a Simpsons? Uh, you, you guys ever watched I, Simpsons? Oh, I think I know the one you're talking oh, about. Right. He has like this two-way, or it's like a walkie-talkie, and they put it in the neighborhood. Yeah, like, yeah. God is God, this is God. Take all your dad's cookies and bring them to me. <laughs> 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 uh, do you want a angry? No. Do you want a happy God or a vengeful God? Happy God. <laughs> and they bring it over. <laughs> oh, good time. Oh. Um, have you guys ever felt ill-equipped to discuss, defend, explain the word effectively? I mean, I guess probably from hearing your story in the beginning, maybe you, you didn't have the the language to do it. But have you ever felt that way? Yes, but and also a lot of it goes away as you go on because first off you do kind of get better at expressing it, but you also kind of begin to understand that you don't need to know it perfectly. Is there an aspect that's kind of like once I get my feet wet and learn the culture and learn how to interact or approach these people that that takes a lot of that out of the way? Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's, it's like teaching too. Like when you come here, you're not the, the best teacher, but as you as you go through the motions, right. I think you get more comfortable with what you're talking about, yeah. how you're saying it, how you're approaching it. And I guess it's ill-equipped to, yeah, to defend or explain it effectively. Yeah. And actually, yeah, the word effectively, actually the answer is just yes now. I'm not fluent in Korean. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah, when it comes to the language, it's hard. Um, so you're doing the, oh, I wish I could do it in English. I wish I could tell this guy. Yeah, if I could only translate the classic Easter, what would you say earlier? Papago. How come you don't know this word? <laughs> you type it oh, into the Papago. Pa- Papago's really bad with religious words. Oh, yeah? It just yeah. never, it never gives you some, what you want. What about like Google, the automatic translate? Google's, Google's better use? with it. Uh, well, it, do you ever use that as a tool? No. No? Um, Old people in the countryside? For us, it's just, you come here, you feel unequipped, but then you have other missionaries that have taught for a while. They help teach you, like, hey, this is how a good, this is how you present the message. Right. And then you learn how to, like, say it, you learn how to, it flows. Right. Um, so you still feel unequipped the whole time, feel uh, not effective, but through imperfect means, God does his perfect work, so. You get, you get more 
you adapt. Mm-hmm. You, you you learn what works and what doesn't. Um, what are some of the misconceptions you guys have had to overcome? Maybe here and at and at home. Mm-hmm. Um, see, uh, a lot of Koreans they distrust like lots of Christian enemies. Yeah, yeah a yeah. big, so, a very big misconception, especially after Corona. And yeah. the corruption, the, the religious stuff in general, the corruption is huge. Well, that's the what's it, the Shincheonji Church. They got mm-hmm. um, one of the that, first outbreaks that very of directly related. That very directly affected us. Yeah. Like literally, yeah. it just kind of shut down going outside for a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we're well, just like no one will, no one likes us right now. Yeah. yeah, so there's some parts where it is hard like that, but um, yeah, it does. What kind of support do you get from? mission control or, or or i mean if that's korea or back home like hey do you guys know what it's like here because we just ran into a huge speed bump is do you get guidance from home as well mm-hmm. on how to maybe navigate some of this stuff or yeah it's pretty well structured because uh yeah so we have this we call him our mission president so yeah he's is he korean or is he american um it depends they, they usually stay. For, they're usually mission president for okay. three years, and then is that like a time. national mission president or how? Uh, it, um, regional, regional. It's, it's by each mi- mission area. Yeah. So our region is the. If you cut, if you split Korea into thirds vertically or horizontally, yeah. we're the bottom, the most southern third of Korea. Okay. Yeah. And we have right now, very recently, a new mission president came in, and he is Korean. Yeah. He lived in America for like twenty or thirty years. Okay. So yeah. He allegedly is bilingual, but actually, I haven't, I haven't met him yet. I'll, I'll meet him two days from now. Oh, yeah. cool. Is, uh, how does the hierarchy work? Is the mission, what do you call him, mission president? Mission? Yeah, president. Is he higher than, what's the head of the Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints Church? Mm-hmm. So the we have the prophet. first presidency, which is the prophet and his two counselors. And then each one. church has a prophet. No, there's one um, problem. Okay, so but I, I mean, here in, I mean, in your church here. Oh, no, we have. So from here, like if you go. So right now, Utah, you probably have President Russell M. Nelson. He's the prophet. Yeah. And then from him, there's Quorum of the Twelve. And then I think actually from there, it goes mission president. Maybe. No, there's area 70s. Oh. Well, it just... So, I mean, like, who would be your higher up? Is it the mission president or the head of the church? So, we if were, the head of the church asks you something, do you, do you check with your president to make sure that's okay? Or is there a conflict so, of interest there? We, most of our communication goes to the mission president. Yeah. And actually, then, literally all. I haven't talked to the president. And he reports before. actually directly to them. <laughs> no, but I mean the head of the church. Yeah, Can yeah. the head of the church ask you guys to do something at church today or... We would do it. How does... Uh, whose command takes precedent? Mm. Like, the, is the head of the church just a like we don't have to worry about him then because our mission president's the guy? Kind of. Or well, I, he just refers <laughs> he he refers stuff down. So how what happens? Or does he communicate with all the church leaders? Mm. Um, like it's a chain of so I, I, yeah, but I'm kind of on like, is, are you guys all on the same page, or is the oh. Korean church runs it this way, mm, I and see. the the mission president kind of runs it headquarters way? Is there because? Christianity in Korea, I mean, Presbyterians and the Methodists here are very, very different than Presbyterians and Methodists in Canada. I see what you mean. Oh. So, how, like, what oh. takes what takes precedence? The, the, mission, the head control, takes, like... So, our, the head head can, takes control. It's actually been super cool to see. So, like, my congregation, we call them a ward back home. A, a what? A, a ward. ward. It's okay. just a yeah. group of members. Yeah. Um, our 
more our meetings are all exactly the same as our meetings here like it's been interesting to see that as like everything else is different just being different cultures the church is exactly the same here as it is in america it's yeah. the same in america as it is in uh europe uh-huh. or so like if, if you're asking about what we believe every everyone's gonna the core tenants are yeah the core tenants are all the exact same we study the exact same things cool. we all have the exact same doctrine cool yeah. the when i i was teaching at i think sk or hyundai and all of a sudden, Mr. Kim was tired at our 6 a.m. classes. And I was like, Mr. Kim, why are you so tired? And he's like, oh, I have to go to church at 4 a.m. every day. And I was That's like, so what are you doing at 4 a.m.? And he's like, well, I don't know if it was Lent or, or something probably around Easter. And for a month or two months or 50 days or 60 days, they have to go to church at 4 in the morning. And they're supposed to go three times a day. And I was like, well, I don't know if Christians like this in Canada. And... and it depends on what version of the Bible you're following. And, and I was like, you guys are hardcore. So you're going to church yeah. from four till six, racing to work, working all day, going straight back to church, going home and then going back in the, like at night and get, how are you supposed to function like this? That's so, a, so it was very, very different than my experiences back home and the Catholics here, or I remember even when we were young and dating and they'd say, Oh, I'm Christian. I don't drink. And I was like, my whole country's Christian. We drink like fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it was such a different perception of what a Christian was and what a Catholic was. And here, I mean, Christians and Catholics are considered completely different. Yeah. Which at home, Catholics are a branch of Christianity. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of the religious texts are like a law, like they're up for interpretation, right? But that, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's unique to hear that you, anywhere you go, it's you guys are all following same thing the same thing because that, that's not my experience here i mean everybody's got a kind of different version i was like these are all way different than home yeah it is pretty awesome god gave some uh pretty awesome structure to our church where it functions really efficiently and effectively it's awesome cool. when i was in the refugee camps in west africa it was whatever church had the free shirt bread water that's what I was this week. My denomination is Presbyterian today and Lutheran tomorrow and Methodist the next day because whoever had the free stuff that day, that's where they went. Mm-hmm. Um, so just interesting to, to hear that. I, I That's cool. Nate mentioned alcohol. Yeah. And in the LDS church, no alcohol, tobacco, uh, coffee, tea. Coffee, tea. Mm-hmm. Well, for the tea, it's like black, uh, it's green tea and black tea. Yeah. Just because of caffeine. Um, actually, it's not because of caffeine. Oh, okay. At least, uh, at least yeah. with the coffee. It's it's a little hard. Yeah, so we believe um, God gave revelation to our prophet, and he said to them, "If you, this is now a commandment to you guys to follow. If you guys abstain from drinking alcohol, uh, the hot drinks, the coffee and tea, the, if you take don't take any tobacco or drugs, um, you will be blessed. You'll be able to have strength for your body. Your body will function better. This is true. I can attest to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. And so it's, uh, yeah, so we follow this commandment cool. since it is because from God. Yeah. What uh, What are the biggest temptations? Obviously, Nate mentions the, the Catholic, you know, growing up, we're taught the same stuff, but usually just in life in general, when something is taboo, it makes you want to do it yeah. more. And the, and the temptation is there, obviously. Uh, for you guys, maybe personally, what are the biggest temptations that you have to deal with, and what? How do you deal with? Uh, how do you deal with kind of not giving in, or is it easy? Is it hard? Do you have any big, uh, any bit like you look at a cup of coffee and you're like, oh god damn, 
take a sip of that. <laughs> what's the, what's the, uh, well, what are the biggest temptations that you guys, uh, deal with or, yeah, is it seeing, is it seeing people, you know, in, in nightclubs and parties and stuff, um, having, you know, seemingly having, uh, having fun. What's the, what is it for you guys? Well, it's, yeah, for what's normally really hard for people who aren't members isn't usually the same with members because it's like, I've never had alcohol. Well, that's good. I'm 20, but, <laughs> but you know, I've, I, I've never done anything like that. So honestly, I don't even know what it's like okay. in a sense, cool. which makes it really easy. You know, ignorance is bliss. Absolutely. Okay. okay but um, for okay. like stuff, for as far as like temptations and stuff, like it's pretty easy to avoid them. And for me personally, like I, I think the hard part is when you're just like sitting there alone, you're like, everyone else is doing this. Like, should I go do it with them? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But for personally, it's, I, I choose good friends to be around that help keep my standards. And then mm-hmm. as well as That's when I am tempted, I try to replace the, the thought to do something with something good yeah. by going helping someone else or singing a hymn in my, in my head. Yeah. yeah. Everything's weird, but everything's yeah, normal yeah. too. I mean, yeah. it's weird going to Canada now. Yeah, yeah. Test, yeah. test. It's it's weird going to Canada now mm. because same thing. Like you believe what you believe, so if you go somewhere, no one believes it. It's it is, yeah, you know. And mm-hmm. it's trying to bring my international views and my world views back home, where people are very Canadian and eat with a fork and knife and don't sit on the floor. And and it, it, it this is my full time life. I mean, I'm rooted mm-hmm. here. I got family. And are you familiar with? Uh, Plato's allegory of the cave. Yeah, that kind of yeah. how, how we feel. Where mm-hmm. you, I don't know. You, you've seen more. You 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 understand more than you go home and you're like, yeah. you, you just you, you're not on the. Not and on the and same nobody point. nobody's interested or like their lives haven't changed. Mm-hmm. Everything's different for you, but their lives have just been the same. Right, like it's just the same progression, slow state progression. You come back with all these stories. I mean, I, I've traveled all over the world, but nobody cares. How was your trip? Oh, what's the best part? What's the best country? Okay, that's enough. Let's get back to talking about hockey. <laughs> well, I got like six months worth of stories I want to tell you guys. Yeah, you don't hear about partying in Thailand or this or that or this pilgrimage or no. Let's just talk about hockey. We don't know anything about that. So you feel like you're an a space cadet. I mean. Now with kids, it's better because I, I know I'm going with my kids and it's for the kids. Mm-hmm. But when it's me to go home and, you know, feel welcome back home, no, nah, I mean, even your family. Are, are your kids fluent in Korean and in English? Yeah. yeah. That's really That's impressive. impressive. I'm wow. teaching them French. You're teaching them French too? <laughs> Korean and English is too easy. You don't even have to think. It's just, it's just natural. I mean, that's what we speak at home, Korean mm-hmm. English. So, yeah, I, they got to work harder, man. They got wow. <laughs> to learn, yeah, more. Try harder. Um, what was I going to ask you guys? If you could give advice to to future missionaries coming here, obviously your situation may be a little awkward with Corona uh, and, and the situation with, with training on Zoom and not going to MTC. And but if you could give advice coming here that could make something easier, what is what's something you wish you knew before you got here? Actually, I'm thinking it's like bring something fun because there's. The mission, there's a lot of rules. You're not allowed to do a lot of normal activities. I can't. I haven't played video games in a year. I haven't watched TV in a year. This is just related to mission? Yeah, it's or just related to mission. mission. I'm like, okay. bring something fun. Like, uh, find a way to entertain yourself and keep your mind active. Cause but hold on, you didn't know this coming? I. Didn't. It's not only Korea, it's all missionaries. Yeah, all missionaries. I guess I didn't know that 
I would be allowed to bring something fun at all. For for example, <laughs> like for example, card games like game or, or like yeah, okay. board, you know, yeah. board games, card games, maybe some painting supplies. Yeah. So like we work from, uh, so we get up in the morning. We have about two hours between six thirty and eight thirty to exercise, work out, um, get ready for the day, um, and then at eight thirty we plan, and then all the way until nine o'clock p.m. Then we are uh, working as. Uh, working as missionaries, fulfilling all our duties, and then from nine to ten is just getting ready for bed. Uh, so we use that time to uh, have a little, like de-stress from the day. You know, play a couple mm-hmm. card games. Or just so is that is that a structure that's like a template that applies everywhere? Wake up at six thirty, go to bed yeah, at ten. Yeah. So the wake up at six thirty. Vast majority. Go to, go to bed. Uh, go get ready for bed between nine and ten thirty. That is. How how do you? How do you, I mean, I maybe, I mean, as children growing up, did you watch TV and play video games? All oh, the time. Definitely. So how do you, with, like, they don't equip you to withdraw from that slowly? Or, like, how are you I supposed to do that personally? I think that's kind of, I, I'm supposed to do that personally. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, man, that could be traumatic. Like, I mean. Well, it might have been for me. That's part of the mission, though, right? You're, I th- that's you're growing up, you're learning to but do that's a, I think I think it's a good thing, but I just wonder, like, People might need additional support going through something like that. Like you just, I mean, imagine quitting smoking, boom, and and there's nothing. I mean, you relapse. You, 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 oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I mean, you could need other other outside support. It's always it's definitely the most stressful when you first start out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, and our our church actually provides for missionaries a little like adjusting to missionary life. That's right. It's very useful. It's. It's like a booklet, or yeah, it's, yeah, like, a it's like a little booklet. I've learned more about how to de-stress yourself from that booklet than from, well, I guess from anything else. Yeah, from from, from all those. <laughs> no. Are are you guys no video games? What what is the? You said you're on Facebook, so I'm reaching out through Facebook and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about computers and social media? Is that a big part of it or not? And how do you get away from, uh, you know, chatting? up all the social media sites with everybody and, and you know buddies back home and you want to tell your story mom it's 9 30 i can't i don't have enough time i gotta do this how do you manage that uh part of that is because we live together we kind of literally using their own words we kind of hold each other accountable so mm-hmm. yeah if he's if he's doing something if he's messing around on facebook then I'm supposed to tell him, hey, don't do that. Yeah, and then vice versa for me. So how does that go when you have a Korean roommate and he's watching a video game or playing a video game or something? <laughs> you want to plug him? Hey, buddy. Do <laughs> <laughs> you so give him the X or what do you, what do, you do? Uh, you just yeah. kind of cry. <laughs> yeah, you usually just be like, hey, um, do you mind not doing that? Like, we're asked not to do it. Just give him a loving correction and then... I like that. And would that, would that, would that be, is that something like, wow, the Mexican missionaries or the Peruvian missionaries or whoever, they don't follow it as strictly as we do? Or they they said earlier that it's pretty Mm -hmm. uh, static throughout the, Mm -hmm. but if the Koreans are only exposed to Koreans and they do it, this is the same as the church though. The, The other stuff, I mean, if they do it this way, you're, well, we can watch a little bit of TV or we can do a little bit of gaming or. And then he did it, so I can do it, and we're Korean, and we're the same, so you didn't give me a loving correction, so that, now it's... That absolutely now happens. Now it's a cancer in the, yeah, in the yeah, system. There, there can't, that can't happen. So the best thing to do is just to try to keep yourself accountable and live according 
to the knowledge you've been given. And then there's no reports to mission advisor. Hey, there actually kind there of are. There are. Yeah, but is there peer reports or anything? Or so it, it's not like peer report, but it's just no, like no, not peer reports. We but just report on our efforts as missionaries every week, like how how well we've been working. And so usually they give like practice. correction, like hey, you could try to be doing this more in your work, and you can be doing better. Well, you could be doing this better and this better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're all working here. Uh, everyone in our Towards mission, the same goals. except mm-hmm. for the mission president and a couple senior couples, they well, are yeah. all you can go out 18 and 26. You can be a missionary after you retire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. that's a senior. Well, he, the senior, senior couple he just said. is just um, like a husband and a wife, like yeah. 65. Uh, I think meant like senior in the church or something. Couple. Yeah, it's pretty well, funny. After we elders. go back from our mission, we're just completely regular people. So it's I was going to ask, now that you've kind of detoxed from this stuff, games and basketball mm-hmm. shorts and everything else, going home, will you? how much of this will you keep with you? I mean, have you learned that, you know, no video games is I can I can learn and grow and do so much more? Or is it, hey, I miss the games, I go right back. I'm definitely going right back to an extent. <laughs> yeah. There's there's definitely skills you learn on the mission that you want to keep throughout their entire life. One of them is building relationships with people. I mean, we our whole goal is to invite everyone to Christ. Part of that's being friends with them, you know, loving them like Christ would. And so I, I'd like to keep that with me. I'd like to keep some of the, like the planning skills you learn. Sure. Before the before being those are transferable, right? I mean, those I are definitely did not have yeah those all well. the transferable stuff. But I mean, like if you were watching Netflix before you came, I mean, you get on the plane on the ride home, is it boom straight on the Netflix <laughs> or and and is that like we do the sacrifice for the mission only and, and we understand that or are those some things that you might also there's things that carry with you? Well, I, I think you naturally mature a lot. Like the naturally, sure. you're probably just going to be like, am I really going back to this? Like the moment I'm on the airplane, you'll. At least, at least for me, I'm a bit more introspective. I'm, I'll probably be more like that, where I'm like, "Am I really coming back to this?" Yeah. But like, that is game, this what I want? That game console is calling your name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what game, what game are you into? Uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. He is. Oh, he is. Dude. Oh my god. That 97, 98, dude. You can just delete like two months of my life. Do an ocarina <laughs> time. Hey, you know what though? Thinking back on it, we always we, we judge video games as like, oh, it's a waste of time. I have such good memories of like buddies who got it for Christmas too, and they'd come over and like, how do you beat this level of this temple? You know, it was great. We'd be yeah. on the phone, dude. How do you do this? That's a yeah, legend or what is it? Breath of the Wild. Legend Breath of the Wild. I can't even buy story. it. I would just my family would just leave me, man. I would just I, it's I would like TikTok. So I'd be so consumed by that. <laughs> by that game it's a, it's a yeah no a wholesome things like that where it's like you're calling your buddies or we, I'm pretty sure the church totally supports that yeah hey <laughs> sign hey. me up <laughs> the church of the breath of the wild no <laughs> 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 uh, the church of Zelda no we were like I had the Nintendo 64 which mm-hmm. makes me sound like a dinosaur but that was, <laughs> that was a sweet system back in the day and dude it's it's the side missions that are the best no oh like Majora's Mask the one before that. Okay. Majora's Mask. Oh, okay. Ocarina of Time. Oh, my God. Dude, you spend a day fishing in like this. <laughs> spend a day fishing. All for, like, oh, I got for a piece of heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Do, yeah. uh, is, is everything related to the mission? I mean, we've talked about a lot of structure and a lot of stuff. Do you have a lot of, I mean, from what you told us, I would say not, but do you have time to 
just enjoy something you want to, or does it always have to be tied to the mission? The World Cup is coming up. There's typically games at the stadium with 60,000 people. Mm -hmm. Can you go and enjoy that? Or does it have to be at the right time? Or does it have to be go with someone from the mission? Or, or is it always tied to, or can you enjoy you, some things you want to do? You can get some permission to do stuff like that. Usually every Monday we have yeah, a so time off where we... Like, we're not no longer missionaries, but we just have time to prepare for the yeah, week. Yeah, we haven't Part quite mentioned. Mondays We Mondays are, in a sense, our free day. Like, cool. we still have to follow a lot of the rules. Like, we, you know, we're still not going to go to a movie theater or go to a PC bong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we, we just have the, the day to relax. And part of relaxing for me is, like, going to see something cool. Like, there's a cool temple over on that mountain. I'm going to go hike up to it yeah. and see it. And if you and can... So we if, go and do it together. If you can, like if, if you can kind of justify it as being part of missionary work, like go on a hike with someone who's learning about the church to bond with them, totally allowed. Yeah. So when you come over here, is that kind of emphasized not to associate everything with, hey, let's go to the beach in Hyundai because it looks wild <laughs> and we're buddies, so we should be able to go there and check it. I mean, if you took me out of that situation where you were basketball shorts, video games, TV, whatever, I'd be like, man, I'm going to find all the basketball and stuff I can do here that's within the boundaries where I can kind of find someone or some way to attach it to the mission where it seems like, one way or another, it's mission work. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, but part of it is when you come out here, the longer you're here, the more of a desire you have to fulfill your purpose. Yeah. So some. When you come out here, you may have a, you start at that, start doing that, but then through time you're like, I really don't actually like you, you've noticed in yourself you're like, I don't really want to do this anymore. I want to like focus on helping others, and so there's still times where you can totally help people by playing basketball with them, just being their friend, making right. sure they feel support. But then there's times where you realize, you know, this isn't the most effective use of my time. I'm gonna go try using, cool. doing this yeah, instead. Yeah, he's totally right. But but if you if you went home and said I was in Korea for 18 months, two years. And they said, what's the K-pop culture like? I have no idea. Oh, that's literally me. <laughs> I, like, like, is that, and I'd be like, what the heck did you do there for two years? <laughs> like, this is the biggest thing sweeping the whole world, is this How You Wave, BTS, IU, Blackpink. Like, what do you... But the you, mission is not to, not to take a deep dive into... In I, I understand that, but, that, but that's what I wonder in terms of balance or whatever is determined to be healthy lifestyle or, I mean... So that's what I mean. Is it just put the blinders on and just focus on the mission and that's it? Or, or is there opportunities to enjoy the kind of pop culture of a different country? There's definitely opportunities to enjoy. They do, yeah, they want you to really learn to love the culture. Yeah, one of our beliefs. Because I think that's the biggest way to connect is to understand it, yeah. the culture. I mean, if you're trying to talk to kids and all they want to talk about is BTS and you don't know anything about BTS, you got a hard time connecting. Yeah, there was as a lot teachers, time. As teachers, that's what I, I learned K-pop because... I, my, that's all my kids talked about. I watched Korean dramas like 10 years ago because that's all my kids knew. And I couldn't connect with them. I can't ask them about hockey. They don't know anything about hockey or football or basketball. So if you yeah. want to connect with your kids, you better get on their level and, and know what... I'd say it's more of a residual effect of, of doing the mission more than the, the main focus. Or no, no, I don't mean the main focus. I just mean, is there those opportunities or is it just straight on let's I, I feel like mission. there's lots of opportunities like men aren't that the matter of joy it's one of our beliefs what were you gonna say one time you um so one time actually with like the k-pop and stuff there's one friend that we're well, this one friend i was meeting with and she was telling us about uh how she loves bts 
So she had me, she told me everyone's name on it, all their backup names, their birthdays, who's the older, you gotta know their, you gotta know their main position and their side position and all this stuff. And so we were just sitting there trying to learn it. I finally passed off her names before I got moved to another area. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun. You're moving to Dango. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty fun. You, you, You sort of just pick it up just by being with them yeah. like just be like being with your kids you sort of just pick it up yeah what is what is that part of it like when you guys get how you said every six weeks you have an opportunity they might tell you to move or mm-hmm. ask you or uh and what is the main part is sharing different experiences with different uh missionaries yeah there's lots of there's lots of reasons i i don't even know if there's an official one but like i've noticed it's like First off, you get to just you get to see the country. You get to meet a lot of people, which I think is cool. Yeah, and then it, you do kind of need it. Missionaries are always coming in and out, so you're gonna need small changes at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sharing strengths is also fun. It's also nice to sometimes when you're in an area for super long, you just start thinking in one way. So then having someone new come or you leave and go to a new area, it just shakes things up enough so you can try a, a yeah. new better way. Because I think that's part of how we're able to learn the language so well is because we learn it like, like, I guess like me and Elder Abel, I know things in Korean that he doesn't and he knows things that I don't. And just by living with different people, you kind of learn the language a lot faster because everyone knows different things until eventually. That was the same as us in in coming in. That's, That's how we learn to survive here. You know where to get cheese. I know where to get milk. You know where to get Heinz ketchup, not this other thing. We had to go to Daegu. We had to go to Daegu to get cheese. You yeah. couldn't get cheese anywhere. Really? Yeah. There was no Costco's. Oh yeah. There was no. I heard there was no YouTube and... before the mission. Like, yeah. There's like the old Korean cheese. That's from, the original like, mission. mission. Yeah, that's the original. <laughs> like, they, they would take the cheese, put it on the on like the uh, stove to melt it, and it would just stay a brick. They're just like, this is not cheese. We don't know what this was. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, one thing someone yeah. told me. I, I remember yeah. just a week or two I was shopping. I walk out and then the buzzers start beeping. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Then the security guard comes and takes an anti-theft lock off my bag of cheese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like they, put a, they, they put a theft lock on a bag of cheese? Yeah. Is this a problem? <laughs> it probably cost more than the, yeah. the, the theft lock. It cost more than the cheese did. But, but that's, yeah, those were the... Uh, so I, I think in terms of educating that, you know, if you moved academies every six months how more versatile you'd be having to adapt to different environments different situations and i think that's why the the people these days young people or this generation you know changing jobs you know my father worked one job for 35 years didn't change anything i mean positions but now you know you go here two years jump to here one year 18 months three years two years but you learn something new every place you go i just think it makes you so much more well-rounded. Hold on. I gotta, yeah. I gotta bring up. But you hate when your secretary changes every two years. <laughs> but, 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 but it's, but they don't bring in someone who who matches the level. Like the Korean government officials have to change every three years to avoid corruption and getting mm-hmm. too cozy with people. But there's no training. There's no overlap. The guy in charge of my th- my office now was in charge of like purchasing and uh, purchasing and something else, and now he's in charge of. Our whole department, there, like there's no overlap or anything, mm-hmm. and you know we work together for a year. You get your feet wet. You learn kind of how what it, this guy's trying to sort out midterm exam schedules, and he's never he's never worked with professors before. He's got absolutely no idea. Uh, no, I still have some. 
So in, in that way, yeah, it's frustrating because we finally get a good working relationship. We're finally getting to be efficient on the same page. And then tomorrow I come to work and you're gone. Mid-semester, you're gone. Mm. It's like, who's this guy now? Like he doesn't know anything about that. He came from the biology laboratory, and now he's the secretary in my place. Like, so those ones are frustrating. But when you're in the same sector or the, or the yeah. same field, I mean, it's, I think it's different. So, no duty, booty. What about what about looking forward for you guys? Is mm-hmm. is uh, is BYU the dream for for for, for Latter Day Saints members? Is that like? That's where we should go. That's where we want to go. That's, you know, what we, we want to do. Um, and, and forward after that, I mean, maybe you're not even going to university. But what about looking forward after that? What do you guys have in mind? I, I, I'm accepted into BYU. <laughs> <laughs> so, so far, I, right now, uh, well, yeah, right now, I'm only in BYU right now. Um, I hope to go to BYU post-mission just because it would be nice because it's near my hometown, so I'll be able to see my family for a couple years while I go to college. So that would be nice to have that. Brigham Young University is a pretty well-renowned university. So for some people, it's a pretty good dream. We have people from even here in Korea that are like, I want to dream to come to BYU. Seriously, there's so many of our church members who go to BYU. Yeah, it's it's just kind of, I, I think people quite like that. It's a good it's a college for you to you're surrounded by people who will uphold your beliefs. Right. Yeah. Is it easier to get into? I mean, if a Korean member from your church applied or, or a non-church member applied, would there be, would it be an easier route for the church member to get in? Um, I, I don't necessarily know as far as it is, it is because they do have to like as a college follow certain things to, right. despite it being like a private college they still have to yeah. uphold certain standards so i actually don't know on it uh i, I mean col- colleges and colleges in general love their diver they love their diversity picks so mm-hmm. i mean just by nature of it the korean will probably have a better shot and then uh like i know for byu just since a lot of people apply from uh like everywhere around yeah. it's harder for people to go in as a whole just because there's a lot of people so they have to compete for the spot so i don't know necessarily how the percentages work out hmm. yeah cool. there's another part of the question maybe not is there? i was curious about the dating aspect of it is it is it that if you stay in in utah that you're always surrounded by your people and and like-minded people and and then it's it's easy but i mean what if you got your job at nasa and you end up in florida that'd be or, fun to or but I mean, if you didn't meet someone before, now you meet a girl at NASA and she's not part of the Church of Latter-day Saints. Is that, like, I can't marry you unless I convert you? Or how, how, how does that yeah, you can, how does that play you can, out? You can marry outside. Yeah, you yeah. Can, yeah, yeah marry outside. I'm just giving the example. How, so, how does those situations play out? Yeah, so, like, obviously in general, that's kind of how it usually is with religious people. Like, you can't, it's always harder if your wife believes different things than you. But, so, the way it works is we believe, so, yeah, you can totally marry them. But our getting married in one of our temples has to come from. Right. They yeah. they do have to be a member. Yeah. Right? yeah. And yeah. that's kind of where that's kind of with a, the big goal. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, like being married in a temple, that's how we are able to live with our families forever. So I think that's a great blessing. I want to be able to see my 
uh, parents forever. I'm glad they mar- were married in the temple. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to see my kids mm-hmm. for the rest of eternity after we die. Uh, so, okay, okay. I, oh, I, yeah. I got you. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I missed that one. You I was that? like, what do you, after you get married outside of the temple, you can't meet your family. I got you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, but if, if you married someone not in the temple, if you didn't get married in the temple, what, what happened? Like, what is, does your family have to disown you or think you're not no. as committed or how is that perceived? It's an afterlife. Um, it's, it's, a, like, it comes down to each family. Is it, a, is it a disappointment? Is. Would you think like your parents would be disappointed or? No, it would be, a, I mean, it'd probably be a small flag, but I really don't think, I think they'd be pretty happy. It, it, it would be sad just because you want to see your kids receiving the same blessings you have. But, um, like for me personally, I just would prefer to be married in the temple just because I, I just want that blessing for my family to right. after we die to be able to be together. What uh, can you speak a little bit to the the sacredness or the I don't want to say secrecy I don't think that's the right word but the sacredness of the temple and yeah that's I think it's when you get married like you have to watch we would watch it on a video or something right the other people aren't allowed in the temple mm-hmm. is that correct Yeah yes so um, it's sacred so we believe the temp the temples there are the house of God. We see in, in like the Bible and stuff, they built temples, Solomon's temple, the temple of Jerusalem, like all those big ones. Um, for our temples, we keep them sacred because what we do in there is very sacred things. We make promises with God that are like, we go in and we promise to follow certain things, like being obedient to his commandments. And by doing so, we receive more blessings in our life. We are able to have greater a help, a help from him. And the commitments you make really aren't anything that would surprise you. It's just you're making that commitment. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's it's about keeping it a sacred place. Yeah, it's yes. keeping it sacred. Because many places have probably evolved over time to not be so sacred anymore. Yeah. Well, that, but it's churchy. I mean, even church here, you go in, they got huge LCD screens and sure. the priest got a microphone. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you've never seen that? I mean, other, <laughs> other churches, not. Like rock and roll bands and stuff yeah. now. I mean, it's but you, you have to evolve, or you're going to lose. I mean, the Catholic Church lost all its congregation because it was just old men up there talking, and people were falling asleep, and nobody wanted to go anywhere. Now you got rock and roll bands doing Christian rock, and you got a different avenue to reach the people. And now people may be coming back a little bit, but yeah, I think if you don't evolve at all, you're like you said with the tattoos. It's inevitable that eventually there's there's probably going to be change, and yeah. and if you don't change with it then you usually get left behind yeah i don't know about i don't know if that's why the tattoo change happened i think it was more so it's very directed towards young kids it's directed to teach them principles and let them act for themselves so like as for evolving for our church we believe that uh we are jesus christ restored church so after he died and all his apostles died his authority was lost so in order to receive the covenants like baptism by proper authority and make it official here on earth and in heaven. He restored his priesthood to Joseph Smith. And in doing so, we follow the revelation that God gives us. And so we do not change from it. And since God is unchanging, we will not change to fit our standards with society, as mm-hmm. despite society moving away from wanting to follow those things. What does it mean for you guys? Or, or what is... I, I think I can guess the answer, but... When you see famous people leaving the church, um, like I guess Scientology is probably an easier example because it's it was so much in the news for a long time, mm-hmm. um, and so many 
so many Hollywood people joined it and then left it and it was not really taken so seriously. But when you see the, the Jacinda Ardern, Christina Aguilera, Ryan Gosling, Rubio, these, I mean, it's the prime minister of New Zealand. When, when you see someone like that leave, does it, does it have a residual impact? Does it affect you? Does it give you a question or how, how do you guys interpret that stuff? You might be asking the wrong guy. I, I don't care about celebrities, right. period. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, yeah. in general, the effect on the whole church and the whole... Yeah, so that's some, something that's... The whole system. I don't mean personally, but... Sometimes you do think like, oh, am I, what I'm, is what I'm doing right? Yeah. But they're allowed to act how they want. Like, that's what we believe. We all believe everyone has their agency to choose and their ability to choose. So it's sad to see them leave. And you do feel sad, especially when you see friends and family leave. Um, it's acknowledged in the church? Like, uh, I mean, within the temple, is that something that's discussed? Mm-hmm. With temple work? I, I don't know. I don't the, know. Only, the only thing that would be d- done there is they just lose their temple recommend as being oh, I, not I worthy mean, to go. Okay, but I mean, like, after after they leave, um, is there a reflection as a as a group? I, I, would, I would assume maybe that even brings you, brings you closer together. Mm-hmm. And if you had three or four high-profile people leave in a certain amount of time... And people start going, hey, hey, what's what's going on? I'll, like that's what happened with Scientology. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's going, he's joining, he's joining, my joining. Oh, he left. Yeah, and with things like that, it just depends on where you've built your foundation. If you've built your foundation on he believes it or popular guy believes it, so I should too. Right. You're never going to be in a good spot. Yeah. But that, okay, so then what about you guys being raised in uh, Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints families mm-hmm. as opposed to someone who? comes over later as an adult is uh i don't mean are they treated the same but what what is the difference between someone who's kind of raised in that environment like you say i mean you that's all you know mm-hmm. you don't know anything that's what you know but i know this but now i like this so i'm going to change where does that fit in um as far as like being a convert versus being just a born in the born church member yeah. um you would the only real difference between the two people is one is um what is i think i think what he's trying to say is that conversion is always personal yeah and parents weren't married in the church or parents weren't married in the temple which yeah everyone we believe weird. everyone is the the same in the church like just because you have one calling like okay. us as missionaries we're no better than someone that just joined the church the other time okay. cool. the only advantage being born in the church is is you already know the culture and how it works already you don't have to quickly learn that after I got something cool here. All right. Um, for my students, uh, over the years, I've collected like cool stories and made like a little book of just, I, I call the book WTF stories, <laughs> wild, true, and funny stories. Yeah. In one of them, uh, there was, I don't know if you know, in the year of 1816, there was no summer. Oh, have you heard about that? Yes. So there, there's like the volcanoes went off and then it just dropped the temperature. Dude, yeah. So hold on, listen, and all the things that happened because of that. So 1816, I got it written down and there's no summer. So like lakes are frozen in, in August. Mm-hmm. There's there's snow in Europe and... Uh, Many uh, early like colonists for the church. Well, yeah. the colonists for the uh, U.S. lost their farms and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, in, uh, the things that came out of this, it says here the... One group of friends went to Spain, and they originally they had planned on going outside and swimming and, and doing whatever, but it was so cold, they stayed inside. 
decided to write have a, a story writing contest amongst themselves because this is what you do in 1816. Yeah. And Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. That's actually epic. Pretty cool. Huh. Also, a guy, I wow. got here, a German guy named Carl Dreiss. He didn't have enough crops to feed his horse, so he built the original bicycle. As a wow. result of having no uh, no crops and or because of the year with no summer and because of the poor weather, Joseph uh, Joseph Smith Joseph Smith's family New York. moved to New York and that's where he found the golden tablets. Yeah. Damn, it's pretty How awesome. crazy is that? What a huh. what dude? I, I read I read all that. I'm like the year with no summer. What's this? Like Frankenstein bicycle. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God works in mysterious ways. No, small no. things. Do great big no, miracles. Yeah, well, uh, the information didn't travel, you know, so quickly back then. But eventually, yeah, they found out Mount Tambora. Mount Tambora started that whole uh, started the whole process. Wow. Maybe one of the last ones for me. Mm. Uh, how how is the the church and the community adapting? We talked about it a little bit earlier, maybe evolving or, or adapting to to the current kind of social issues. The political divide in America has never been probably greater Mm -hmm. um the guns the black lives matter the racism all all of this stuff how how does the how how do you guys see it how does the church see this um and how because there there are times we haven't seen in in ages i mean how how does it can you can you speak to that yeah so we believe in being subject to uh, rulers magistrates kings and uh, all our government r- rulers and sustaining and uh, upholding the law. Um, part of sustaining and upholding the government is by following the like process of the changes. So through voting, through doing that, we do not, as members, we don't act as the representatives of it. So we, uh, but we are encouraged to act on our beliefs that we have learned as members to uh, vote according to our conscience. Cool. Yeah. So to me, to answer that about like what do we think of that so this is something i've learned on my mission honestly about because that's something that the scriptures tell to a lot is building things like faith hope and charity in jesus christ and one of those is hope in jesus christ a hope that you know like despite all that's going on right now the hope that things will turn out good like he will that he will do what is foretold in the scriptures. Like he'll come again. So I think that that's been a more recent development in me personally. We're double down on the belief, man. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. What What are some of the biggest, or, or what are a couple things that you'll take out of here? Not necessarily mission things, but just like, um, you know, I can always have a laugh when I get home because the Koreans park all over the sidewalks. <laughs> or, or, or shopping, going shopping at the store, and you got twenty ladies yelling at you to try. I mean, it's not like Costco; you just walk up and try it. They're yelling at you, "Try my ramion! Try my ramion!" Seriously, that happened just yesterday or two days ago. <laughs> yeah. What are, what are, what are it's a couple? Like, hey, this yogurt's the good one. <laughs> what are a couple like all Korean things, not related to specifically to the mission, that you will take home as uh, maybe life lessons, or maybe just things that you'll always be able to reflect on and laugh at, laugh about. One thing I'm going to laugh about is going home and realizing, wow, I live in the countryside. 
Like, I, so living in the countryside of Korea, they're like, wow, you live in the middle of nowhere. You got a 24 foot skyscraper of just apartments. Yeah. You are in the boonies. You don't know where. Uh, it's from. like, I, I've never seen a more anything more than three stories high in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually we're pretty suburb where I'm from. Just, where is it urban? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Hard. All right. But yeah, so just going back and actually having like a smaller building, it's going to be something I'm going to laugh at. <laughs> Being able to sleep at night and not have a ton of lights coming through the windows. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's, I think another, for me, it, it's probably going to be the side dishes at meals, just American food, kind of, it's all on the same plate. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, that's something I'll probably never experience again. Family of four? Four dishes. Yeah. Korea family of four? Four About 20. Yeah. <laughs> Two hours of scrubbing. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, the kimchi, the gainip, all the gnocchi. I remember my first uh, time going to Outback with my, right when I got here, my private parents said, hey, let's go for dinner. It's uh, June's birthday or whatever. Okay. What do you want? So we're at Outback. They said, anything, just pick anything. They had some money. I said, okay, I'll have the ribs. I'll have the ribs, the baby bag lid, pognin. The ribs come. And mama starts cutting them all up. Everybody starts diving in. I was like, I thought those were my ribs. <laughs> you asked me what I wanted. Not like, do I want one piece of the ribs or, or one rib? Like, I wanted the ribs. And they're like, no, no, you get a little bit of this and a little bit of this. And I was like, oh, I would have ordered like four sets of ribs then. So you guys can have however much you want. And I want a rack of ribs. Yeah, yeah one culture. It was a big mistake. Yeah, one culture shock I had like six months ago was we were eating at a meal. And they're like, okay, yeah, everyone order something. And everything comes. And then they're all sharing each other's meal. And I'm like, if I knew all of you guys were going to eat it, I would have gotten something that wasn't just like, yeah. I kind of got something, uh, I don't know, just something more to my taste. Yeah. Someone goes to reach over for your soup or something. Take your chopsticks, just top them But that was a cultural one for me. I was like, Mom, you said, you asked me. I told you ribs. Those are my ribs. Hand them over. And then they got, they only ordered two drinks and they put three straws in each drink. And I was like, Oh. <laughs> like we can be teacher and student or whatever but, and I don't mind if you guys are family and you share one but like I'm sharing with grandma and the student like this is kind of weird <laughs> in Utah we went to there's this one uh, Korean restaurant near BYU and it's one that we went to quite often uh, when I was younger and I think looking back on it now it's hilarious because we'd order like a side of bulgogi for each one of us Oh, yeah. and, and, and every time I always wondered like why is this guy looking so confused at me because we were meant to share those a side of <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember coming here then bringing the side dishes having no money I'm like bro I didn't order this no 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 it comes with your meal I'm like I didn't order these eight side dishes man it's more than the meal for these. Yeah, it kind of makes it hard to know like how much value am I getting out of this yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and when they say they're free refills or whatever like like these quail eggs like everything here is refills <laughs> wow I mean I'm used to like tacos really or bread or you know that's it but they're all exotic and oh. fermented for years or weeks and any other big eye openers here or, or funny ones um, when, we, when we first came here, uh, just as like missionaries, we just slept on yos, which is like those Korean mats. Yeah. And that was fun. I, I felt like I was on a camp out actually, every day. Actually, the biggest eye opener for me has been no carpet. I, yeah. oh, in, in the houses. Yeah. No carpet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carpet is Just kind of period. Oh my gosh. I think <laughs> the only place in Korea I've seen with carpet has been the church. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Just like the ones I can that think I of a couple like, places. Uh, uh, church buildings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, 
Uh, yeah, no, when you say sleeping on the floor, that's something too that really blindsided me, but have come to love, have come to absolutely love it, man. You yeah. turn on that floor heat, oh, oh, a, winter, oh, yeah. the floor heaters, that was something pretty when, novel. Yeah, when we're doing our studies, the winters, you, you can't sit on the ground or else you are, will not stay ass, awake that yeah. entire stu- study, you will fall asleep <laughs> on those heated floors. No doubt. <laughs> Wake up in the middle of the night in a pool of sweat. You're like, how do you turn this off? <laughs> Way too hot. Yeah. Talking about like marrying outside the church and having uh, and having troubles with the wife. <laughs> married to a Korean wife who, who cranks up the the floor heat. You wanna you wanna cause a riff in the marriage? Oh, and I'm used to sleeping in igloo. My floor. Yeah. From one of the coldest places in Canada. And, and they love like, the Koreans don't like the cold. No, oh, no, Lord. it's terrible. In, in the in the summer, and you always want to have an American companion. Is sort of just like a joke because the Koreans don't want to turn on the AC. Uh-huh. They, they, like they'll turn on the AC, but they won't get it cold. So if you want to sleep well at night, you're just hoping you have an American companion just who also wants to turn on the AC. <laughs> oh, I'm glad my AC. daughters are cold blooded because man, I can't I can't imagine if they wanted that heater on all the time. It'd be three against one and I'd be losing. <laughs> my wife endures now because three of us say we're hot and sweaty and we stuck we sleep we get the windows open right now at night. That's comfortable. And she's wrapped up like she's on top of Everest. I mean, she <laughs> yeah. and, and we're just comfortable. So good times. Anyways, let's. Uh, oh, you got one. Anything you guys would like to to add or promote or tell us where we can reach you, find you? I know you said you guys change, but if if you give us a Facebook page or a website or in case any of the listeners want to reach out or talk to you guys or, or meet you guys, yeah, join yeah. the church. Um, um, what? So if you're in Korea. We have uh, some Facebook pages, the uh, like Krista, Jeja, they like Busan. Um, so that's just Disciples of Christ, Busan. And then uh, if you want to do English, we have English Connect, Busan. Uh, if you want to find an easy way to see our beliefs, uh, the uh, dot yeah. org. forgive me. Our church's website is, is yeah. churchofjesuschrist.org? Yeah, the church you of Jesus. You must have snapped that one up in the 90s, I bet. Huh? That's not an easy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not an easy domain name, though. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it's kind of weird. There's How many religions there are? Not many of them have Jesus Christ in their name. Dot .org. I wonder if there's dot .com. Huh. Dot, dot .com is some, like, break-off. <laughs> yes, religion. there is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so, it's so, in yeah, China. Dot, dot .org is definitely... The one. Important. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the Christ dot org. On it, you can find all of our scripture on there. We, we don't hide anything. As well as if you want to meet the missionaries, learn more about what we teach. You can like literally go drop your like drop a pin on a map, and mm-hmm. then it'll give you the phone number. Or at least I think you got to give. Actually, you give your phone number. You drop a pin on the map. Get give it your phone number. The and then, which, which, yeah, they're just the closest missionaries are going to get your phone number. Like cacao missionaries. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> like cacao tax. Yeah, you, you can give them their cacao, I believe, too. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. So there's not a direct contact for Ulsan because you guys are always moving, but but if We'd, they are on these sites, they can reach to find whoever's here yeah. at the time. Our church is, does really good at using this website to, uh, like, those who show interest in directing them towards And how many Jesus learn. Christ Latter-day Saints change it? Churches in Ulsan. In Ulsan. So there's one in Bangunjin, yeah. which yeah. uh the east side of Ulsan. There's one in uh Hoge, which is the Hoge. north side. And then yeah, Gongtab. There's uh one yeah in Xinjiang Dong. Yeah. Um huh. yeah, it's that roundabout, that giant like white yeah. pillar. Yeah. yeah, that's the one we're over. Okay. So those three the sites I'll get all the other contact stuff from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you ever want to learn more, feel free to come. We just we love sharing what we got. 
Cheers. No doubt. Guys, I can't say thanks enough. I mean, lots of lots of great conversation and lots of learning. So We're just amongst friends, we've talked for years. Like, oh, I wonder what these guys do. Yeah. We always have had a million questions about what you see walking on the street or you know talking, chatting up the locals. We always wondered. So yeah, again, yeah. thanks. Thanks yeah. so much. Uh, to everyone listening, thank you. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.